2: Tuesday, April 15th. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena, California. And I'm here with my big sister, Julie Dolan, who is in Dallas, Texas. Hi, Julie. It's tax day. You all good there? I am, Leanne. It's also my son's birthday. Oh, that's right. I forgot
1: about that. He's my little tax deduction, but he's he's a grown man now. uh, So I can no longer claim him on my forms, but I claim him as my son. So. It's uh, it's always been sort of a, a special day that way,
2: Liam. Oh, yesterday I sat down with my older son for the first time and helped him work through his taxes because he okay. had a job this year. So we, we had a little tax celebration of our own. Uh, we're the Satellite Sisters. We have a very busy show today. Um, you know, we're going to get to Sister Selfridge, our recap of Mr. Selfridge. Also, our sisters Liz and Sheila did a special Q&A on Satellite Sisters this weekend. They left open some room for rebuttal. So we're going to take (laughs) that opportunity to rebut, to rebut a few things, not too many. Uh, Also, uh, we both did a bunch of traveling. Julie was in New York. I was in Scottsdale. I was also in the LA Times Festival of Books. I'm going to tell you about a fun weekend I had. And uh, we have one trend and one tip. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one trend, one tip.
1: That's, That's the, the way th- it goes, Leon. If they're not good, you can, I'm not bringing them forward. But this is these are this is a solid trip, a tip, and a solid trend for you.
2: Good idea, good idea. The Tuesday show always full of material like that. But we wanted to start off on just kind of a sad note. I tell you, Julie, there have just been the saddest press conferences this week from people who have lost family members in that terrible bus crash that we had in northern california that was taking those you know high school seniors to see a college for the first time and then the terrible shootings in kansas city and then we have the one year anniversary of the boston bombing i just want to reach out because so many family members speaking about losing teenagers, so many sisters talking about losing their brothers. Oh, it has just been really a hard week for families here.
1: I, I totally agree, Leanne. I really have a heavy heart. And, you know, you didn't even mention the stabbing in Pennsylvania. Oh, my gosh. I, I, know, I know. That was a whole other group of high school families that, you know, are totally shattered, totally destroyed. And yeah, that it is it is almost it is it seems like that it's it's come with such you know such frequency now that every day there's some other super tragic story. I was so touched by the mother in the Kansas City, holy cow, uh, yeah, oh my gosh,
2: uh, talking about losing her son and her husband just you know a day after the event and speaking with such um I just faith is what I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. then here in California, we've been seeing the the interviews with um, the family members of those five teenagers that lost their lives. Here they are leaving Southern California for the first time to go see colleges where they've been accepted. These are low income kids getting the chance to be the first in their family to go to college. That terrible bus crash. Even the chaperones on that trip, Julie, were engaged to be married. I know. So everything's so sad about that. Just very, very moving, very meaningful. Right. I mean, people that this week with Passover
1: and with Holy Week, people to remember in our prayers. Right? Excellent. You're,
2: You're absolutely right. Well, we did our own little family remembering this week. Sheila and Liz took us down memory lane, thanks to your (laughs) questions from Facebook. thanks to Liz for posting, if you have not been to the Facebook page, just an incredible Easter picture up there on her Facebook page. Oh, that picture, Julie, of you, that face. In
1: particular, I was having a bad day. I I had a little preteen angst going on and did not want to be in the polka dot dress with with that matched my younger sisters and did not want to have my picture taken.
2: And it it shows. It shows, Liam. That was a solid picture of me because I was only about 18 months old. (laughs) So I look great. I have to say, and it is one of the few pictures I have of that period of my life. So I put it on my <laughs> Facebook page, but that was funny to see that picture and also to hear the podcast they did where they answered your questions from Facebook about various aspects of satellite sisters, trivia, Dolan family trivia, uh, some really deep, excellent questions about our relationship as sisters and family members and friends and birth order. That was a very meaty, uh, and quite thoughtful discussion I thought and uh, I enjoyed listening to it but Liz did open up some room for rebuttal uh response and so Julie and I had two pieces we not we're not going to drag you through the whole episode again uh, and for most 90, right. 99% was excellent but Julie your your beef you had one beef my beef was uh when they were talking about there
1: were a number of questions about how we produce the podcast and how we you know get together or do we have meetings what and I think Sheila or, or or Sheila gave the impression that there's absolutely no preparation going on <laughs> at all now you know, this is one of the cases where I think that that may not be true for all sisters, right. that other sisters may do some amount of preparation. Some th- They think ahead about what would be interesting, what would be fun to talk about, what would be dynamic. They do some research. They write notes. Um, they do various things. But Sheila made it sound like it's just in the moment. You just show up and you go. Now, that may be her approach, I think. To the podcast, but that may not be true for all sisters and I hear here, here Julie.
2: Out. I was surprised. I know it's supposed to sound like everything's spontaneous, but I would say it's fair to say we do a tremendous amount of preparation, so it sounds spontaneous <laughs> that's and to sheila 's credit to Sheila's credit when we were on the air six days a week, she worked very hard, her material was always very well yes. prepared. So I I think now she has a full-time job. Her role's a little bit different. You know, she comes and goes as she chooses. So maybe she is prepping stuff over coffee. But I don't know, Julie, you and I are working hard for this Tuesday show. (laughs) So... (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm clipping articles all week long. I'm making notes to myself. My whole yes. computer is covered with post its about stuff we want to talk about. So someday I'll use that phone I have. So okay, your rebuttal, yes, I think she'll under underplayed our preparation. Maybe yes. um maybe to keep a touch of magic into the show in Satellite Sisters. Okay, my one area of rebuttal, Julie, would be about you. I don't know how many times on that podcast they called you little mother. Yes. Yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I would like to say this, because there is a 10-year age spread between you and me. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up, you were the cool sister, Julie. Okay? Hi. You were the cool one. Lee. and I've never been cool in my entire life. I but know.
1: I never knew you thought I was cool. Yes. Really?
2: Yes, you had, like, cool friends and a cool shag haircut, and I remember you got the first pair of, like, platform espadrilles I had ever seen. You about
1: that red maxi coat, Leanne? Oh, that that was
2: cool, Julie. So for all of Sheila's claims to be Miss Grooviness, and that was a funny story (laughs) about... (laughs) Sheila's autograph owl being defaced I completely remember that autograph owl I I did not totally remember it I again too young to remember the incident but you know she had it around for years and I can still see that Miss Grooviness scrawled across that owl (laughs) Um, but you were the cool sister not Miss Grooviness you were the one you were my uh, fashion icon I thought your friends were cool you listened to cool music you had cute boyfriends so there you go Julie you were never little mother to me
0: See why FrameBridge
2: has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or see a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's FrameBridge.com. Thanks, FrameBridge.
1: Okay, Leon. well, I will take that as a compliment today.
2: So, but
1: all in all, a great show. If you have not listened to it, take the time. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, they did it. They did a real bang up job with that. So um, we do have a lot of fun at the, our Facebook page. I'm so happy, Leon, that Celery Salt continues to have trending very upwards um at fa- our facebook page I, I, mean, I a lot of people are getting into celery salt there's a lot of good tips about what to put celery salt on besides tuna fish chicken salad who knew it was a secret ingredient on hot dogs in chicago did
2: you know that no i didn't know that i didn't mm-hmm. know it Joel. yeah i again haven't thought of it since 1972 so i'm yeah i'm just excited i'm excited to be back in the, in the world of celery salt again <laughs> <laughs> and then um Oh, okay. Well, I'll I'll talk about it. Should I talk about the LA Times Festival? Yes, you do now? need to talk about that. Yes, uh, because
1: Leon had a lot of good hair on the Facebook page this week as well. So, if you haven't been there, you know how hard it is to have your hair looking good. There's quite a few shots of Leon with some good looking hair. So, but you had
2: good hair for a reason, right? Leanne? Right. I was a panelist at the L.A. Times Festival of Books, and it is the largest book festival in America. And I I only say that because there are like literally hundreds of authors there, dozens of panels happening uh, from Friday night. They give out the L.A. Times Book Awards panels all day Saturday, all day Sunday, and so I was happy to be included on um, a panel that. Uh, included Jane Green, who is a very big time women's fiction author that we've interviewed on Satellite Sisters before. Jane has a new book called Tempting Fate, which is now Number eight on the New York Times bestseller list, so that was fun. This week, uh, which is pretty great. Gigi Levanji was one of my co panelists who's a very, mm-hmm. very funny writer. She wrote um The Starter Wife, uh, which became the Deborah Messing mini series. Mm-hmm. And then she wrote man eater and her new book is called Seven Deadlies about the Seven Deadly Sins, essays on each of them or characters on each of them. And she's just super duper funny. Um but the other thing about Gigi that you need to know because she's not not hiding it is that she's the ex wife of film producer Brian Grazier. Okay. Superstar film producer by Brian Grazier. Uh, she wrote um, The Starter Wife about like a spectacular Hollywood divorce, like, you know, coining the phrase, The Starter Wife, like, oh, I'm the first marriage, and then he'll go marry the younger woman. And as the book was being published, he asked her for a divorce. So, <laughs> yeah. So, as she said on the panel, uh, lost a husband, gained a miniseries. So, there you go. But um, she's very funny about it, but she also really looks like a Hollywood wife. So, even though she is 51, she is drop-dead gorgeous. She was wearing, like, one of those bandage dresses and, you know, and five, wearing well five-inch heels. She had had, like, our panel was at 1030 in the morning. And we had to be there at 930, and she showed up full hair and makeup. Clearly, she had someone come... She was ready, she, but she's absolutely delightful and she makes no bones about it. And then our fourth panelist was Lacey Crawford, who, um, for 15 years was a college admissions counselor, like a private mm-hmm. one who, uh, sort of shepherded kids through these elite admissions processes. And now she's written a fictionalized version of that experience called Early Decision. She's a very, very good writer herself. Um, went to Princeton and the university of Chicago for her MFA. So, uh, and then we had a great moderator in Les. And what was fun, Julie, was that I actually organized a dinner for all the panelists beforehand. So you did this, Liam. This I, I organized the dinner. We didn't, I had interviewed Jane, but we had never met. Gigi and Jane had sort of been in the same circle, but they had never met. Um, Leslie's a local author, but we, none of us had ever met. So I suggested, Hey, why don't we go to dinner downtown? They were all staying in the same hotel. Most of them, there was a party at the library. I found a good spot for us. And we had a really fun dinner the night before where we just got to like dish and talk like authors and writers. Everyone was talking about their process and how their book tours were going and good things and bad things about it. Mainly everyone agreed, except for me, that they don't like doing panels or public events, that they're, they became writers so they could just kind of sit in their house and write. <laughs> so,
1: well, like, it's quite an honor for you that I think that, well, I mean, it speaks to your reputation that they agreed to come to dinner with you. Yeah. That's a lot,
2: you know, they didn't have to do that. No, it I mean, was it fun. It was fun. Jane had suggested like, let's get together. I reached out to her and said, Hey Jane, I'm on your panel. I don't know if you remember being on Satellite Sisters and she's British, but she lives in Westport, Connecticut. And she's mm-hmm. just so lovely and soothing and just, you know, she just <laughs> elevates everything and so, so we had this fun dinner, and so the next day when we did the panel, we really enjoyed each other, and Gigi is super funny, a lot of good one-liners. Lacey's funny. I had got off some good one-liners, and then again, Jane is British, so she makes she just classes up the joint, and oh. uh, so we really had a great time, and um, I was happy to see uh, a couple of people I knew there, but our, our panel room was, it was sold out, but it wasn't full, not because... Um, Uh, I think we were the first panel and people bought tickets but didn't show. But And Veronica Roth was speaking at the same time and she's the huge YA author that wrote Divergent. (laughs) So that was a bummer. But that's what happens at these things because there are literally dozens of panels going on simultaneously. So ours was very lively and the next thing I know, we are being featured in the Los Angeles Times. Of all the dozens of panels that weekend, I didn't even—I didn't know there was a reporter there. There was a guy shooting photos. I, I didn't know he was from the Times, and so I was really excited. Monday morning, I literally opened up my paper, and I was like. Holy cow! They covered our panel. Like of the many, many panels there, only three they covered yesterday. One was ours, and then on the website it was a, a fuller article with some good hair photos. Yes, Lee. and so you can every you can read the article. It's very you get to really get the
1: spirit of your panel, and right. I have no doubt that it was good. It was. Yeah. it's like you. Sort of worked with these women. You got a little show flow going, yeah, and, and you got a good vibe going, and that was nice. That you, you know, that's nice. I mean, yeah. because you are essentially com- competitors too, because well, you're well,
2: you know, it's funny we talked about that um, because the way most of us communicate. Also, yeah, joining us at dinner, a couple of authors not on our panel. Like, remember we talked to Amy Hatfany last year. Yes. Fancy yes. out, she was there. I'd never met her in person. She she was there. Uh, Jillian Cantor, who has New book called Margot, which is about Anne Frank's sister, which is getting great reviews. She was there, and we were talking about how social media has really, really brought authors like ourselves together. You know, we sit home alone all day working, and you you take your ten or fifteen minutes every couple of hours to procrastinate and go on Facebook and Twitter. But that has been the nice thing about social media is I have connected with mainly authors via Twitter. You know, and and instead of being competitors. We see... Are each other as comrades, like we're all in the same boat. Publishing is hard. Getting the word out about your book is hard. My readers or Jane's readers or Gigi's readers or Amy's readers or Lacey's readers. You know, we can only bring out one book uh, every couple of years. Like we know people mm-hmm. are going to go off and read other books. So it actually is, you know, beneficial to be supportive of each other. So it, it is kind of different because I wouldn't say that's the way it works in most other creative fields. Uh, you know, we try to be supportive. Supportive of other women and radio and stuff. But when we were on ABC, they were our competitors. We were mm-hmm. not supporting their shows. Or, you know, we tried to be supportive and friendly. But if you're a direct competitor, but that it, you don't get that sense from the authors. So I think that really came through. It was something we talked about at dinner. And and now we each have each other's phone numbers and everything. And it was like, let's stay in touch and, and be supportive. Okay. Well, that's good to know.
1: So it's definitely worth reading and I, certainly looking at Leanne's hair. If yeah. You do nothing else.
2: Yeah. I, you know, it just, I would like to thank Dove. they have a fantastic new shampoo that's like enriched with oil and my hair is so dry here. And uh-huh. we had just been, I'll talk a little bit later about Scottsdale. I had been in Scottsdale the day before, which is super duper dry. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I just got a lot of good volume. That's all I that's all I have to say. I've worked <laughs> hard on my blow drying skills and I got a lot of good volume, Joel. Good volume, good vibe. That's good, Liam. So
1: um that's good. And while you were in LA, I was in New York, Liam. How about that? NYC. I went for the weekend. My husband and I went for a weekend to visit our son and daughter in law, who live in Brooklyn. They're both in the arts field. And the big news with them is that they're expecting their first child in August, which is just so exciting. It is great. So exciting for them, and so exciting for us. And so uh, we were there mainly to do some nesting activities. That they've moved into a larger apartment, uh, and now they're ready to start thinking, you know, about getting some, you know, equipment for the baby. You know, the um, uh, so so our assignment for the weekend was to find the stroller. Now, Leon, cast your mind back to when your kids were little. I mean, a stroller is important in uh, L.A. But, but car seats may preempt the stroller i mean right. you really i mean you spend a lot of time making sure you have a very good easy to work car seat because you're in la and your kids are going to be in the car a great deal i mean you're going to throw them in the stroller but but the car is the principal mode of uh, transportation well not so in new york city as you know this Leanne. that this is the stroller is the car I mean, or it is for my son and daughter, <laughs> right? White, because they don't have a car. Okay. Right. As many people don't. So, so they, you know, so this was something. So it's just not as simple as, you know, running in, get yourself an umbrella stroller, you know, and go with it. I mean, now they, it's so complicated. There's so many different kinds of strollers, Leanne. Yeah. And so many things to consider. I mean, you have to consider the wheels, the portability, the weight, the wheelbase the foldability the versatility you know does it move from like uh does it move from a bedside to you know how does it flip up flip back you know you have to consider do you want a jogger or no jogger are you a jogger do you think you'll ever jog you know and then there's just a range of accessories in addition to like
2: like a whole wall of cup holders. Like, yeah, well, your- that I can remember I was on the very cutting edge of, I think, the first stroller cup holder. So there was only one. We only had one model. No, it no, was no. exciting when that came out. No, they're cup holders. They're rain shields. There's
1: UV protection shields now, <laughs> Leanne. I provided no UV protection to my children when they were growing up. So that that's bad. I mean, you have all kinds of bassinet stuff that goes with it, you know? And so it's just... I mean, and then there's the aesthetic of it, you know, that my right. Well, for them, of,
2: particularly being in the art world and living in Brooklyn, it's like a double whammy on the aesthetic.
1: Yes, it really <laughs> is important. I mean, it is part of your personal style. Now, I would say that my son, at the end of the day, we did end up with a stroller, but he was a little bit wistful about it, Leanne, because he just... he. In fact, we went for a little lunch after the stroller shopping, and he said... I can't believe that I can now, I now know the difference between a bugaboo and a up a baby stroller <laughs> at 500 yards. You know, it's sort of like buying your first minivan, right? That for some people it's a transition that we, I, I, an identity transition. And I can see for my son and daughter-in-law, I mean, they, they're very, they're a very thoughtful couple, you, yes. you know, them, Leanne, yes. and that is, is, is part of, why they're so lovely is because they take a great deal of time to think about things and discuss it. Okay. (laughs) Unlike, unlike their impulsive mother, right? (laughs) That I am like, just buy it, just buy it. (laughs) They like to think about it. So, I I mean, so the color, whether they were going to go with the silver handles versus the all black stroller and the sort of the degree of importance of that decision relative to the whole stroller purchase was was something to witness. Uh, But uh, my husband and I were very patient. We let them we let them sort of pick it out. But I, I have to do a little hats off or, you know, really a big a salute to the folks at bye bye baby you know this is part of bed bath and beyond I, I see it's been a long time so i didn't i've never even heard of the store bye bye baby Bye Bye Baby. So it's owned by the same... So just imagine, if you've not been there, imagine Bed Bath & Beyond, but only with baby products. So it has like a wall of sippy cups. I mean, you know know how they stack products in Bed Bath & Beyond? Yeah. It just goes up and up and up. That's what you have there. So you have just towers of toddler clothes and you have walls of sippy cups and and you have like you have so many baby carriers you, you can't even imagine you know so it can be very overwhelming but the guys that work in the basement of the bye-bye baby on lower manhattan these guys are pros lean they knew every every imaginable detail about like 50 different strollers and they can put them (laughs) together. They could take them apart. They knew the wheelbase dimensions. They knew the weight. They could compare an upper upper baby with a Bugaboo or a Stokie. Or if you wanted to get a Graco, you you just ask them anything. They knew how to do it. And now all these strollers do like 47 things. So you have to snap it in, clip it out, move it around. You can move the handles. You can move the base. And another thing you have to consider in New York is snow how does the stroller perform in snow you know Uh, which
2: which in southern california you never had to think of or you you think like why would i take my baby out in the snow is what you (laughs) (laughs) well that must be terrible to have to take your baby out in the snow (laughs) but you would do it every day that's what you have to do in new
1: york city because that's where you choose to live so anyway all i'm saying is these people were fantastic they did it was not i i at least in the Bed Bath and Beyond in Dallas, a lot of times it's hard to find someone to help you with something. So, but this, I don't know how many strollers they sell there, but I bet it's a lot. I bet it must be
2: like the highest per square foot you know retail space that the, in the whole chain i that's what i would guess like they can kind of mark things up a little bit more because it's lower manhattan oh then... no Leon, no no see this bye bye baby okay no they do a price
1: uh they do what is that price comparison well... so you bring in a lower price they'll match it Leon. Julie, maybe we can get you a spokesperson job I, there I, i'm just telling you because my son nana is... loves bye bye baby yeah <laughs> my, my, my son and daughter-in-law, again, they just, you know, they really wanted to ponder the stroller decision, (laughs) but my husband and I were like, we are not leaving this place without the stroller. Okay. That they are, we're just, we are going to force them into a stroller decision because then they thought, well, maybe they'll go back. They'll look on the internet. They'll read more reviews. I mean, it's not like they hadn't researched strollers. They'd already come in with all of that. So it's just, uh, but they, uh, but We, 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 we kept pressing them and with a good, good salesperson, you know, they, we, we were able to close the deal. So that, that I'm happy to say they now are uh, proud owners of a stroller, you know, in New York city, it's a $15 uh, delivery charge. They'll send you the stroller, which is, that's a pretty good price. Right. Yes. Okay. So, but it is a big decision. And in fact, now there's a whole site, an area where you can go. It's called Celebrity Strollers, Leanne. Uh, so if you want a celebrity, you know, if you want the same uh, stroller as Jennifer Garner, yeah. then, that, then you're going to go for the McLaren Grand Tour LX, Liam. <laughs> now, I saw that McLaren Grand Tour LX, and it's fine for Jennifer in Santa Monica or wherever she lives. But there's no way that thing is going to be able to plow through even an inch of snow in Brooklyn. So that was up. Halle Berry, she had the mini city, city jogger. But um again, Will and Lauren, they're not they they walk
2: so fast, they really don't need to jog. You right. know <laughs> And the, they're both so thin. I, yeah. I would I would advise against jogging. They may waste weight in nothing. Both yep. so thin. And then then there's all these sort of space,
1: you know, space age models. Right. Like, so if you, like Matthew McConaughey, he has like an orbit Malibu or something like that. Again, it's sort of round, circular thing. It looked pretty rickety to me. It just, I just didn't feel like it was going to be going to perform well in uh, Lauren and Will's neighborhood. (laughs) They needed something more sturdy for where they live in Brooklyn. So, uh, but anyway, all in all is good. We went with an Uppa Babyland. That was our final choice. Oh, I'll have to look
2: it up online. I'm excited okay. now, Jewel. I'm excited okay. to see that. All okay. I know is like we had kind of a nice, fancy stroller, old fashioned stroller. And then we bought like the really good, it was $100, a Combi Allure, like, you know, packable, foldable travel stroller. That was and a hundred dollars was so much money yeah. at the time. That was a huge stretch for us, and we ran that thing into the ground. It was so well designed. It boom and a snap in out, fit in an overhead, but worked. It was sturdy. Uh, you know, it is important a good stroller. Good stroller gets you through.
1: Oh no, oh Leon, you can now spend over a thousand dollars. I know,
2: I, and it, I know. I mean, that's. You know, that that seems I, The extreme. Bugaboo, the Bugaboo, the Bugaboo million? Yeah. yeah. It,
1: well, Leon, I don't know. You should look at the Bugaboo Chameleon. <laughs> I, you might be attracted to it. <laughs> and there's some limited edition ones that are designed by Victor and Rolf. There's some designers. Oh, gosh. You say. can spend up $1,500, $1,600. Okay. Oh, well that, that's, that's, uh, so.
2: that's just crazy. That's crazy. So it is crazy. Yeah. That's the
1: status symbol. So uh, we did not go that way, but they're they're flying they're flying out of bye bye baby. Okay. Those bugaboos. <laughs>
2: flying out of So
1: <laughs> all right, did you do
2: anything else there? Or
1: was that just the three yes, days? Did, Lee, in addition to this highbrow uh, stroller shopping, I also this is I also want to make a recommendation. Um my daughter in law works at the Guggenheim Museum. I don't know, Leon, have you been to the Guggenheim lately? It's no it's not just, lately. Okay, it's a fantastic museum, designed by Frank Lloyd Wright. You go in there, it's the circular one. Yep. It's just an amazing building to be in. If you haven't done it in a while, it's well worth it. And they have a very interesting show going on now. It's sort of an epic show. It's Italian Futurism, Leon. Oh. from 1909 to 1944. So pretty much the same period as Sister Selfridge, okay? okay. But this is what's oh, going on right. in Italy Um, that there was this whole manifesto, uh, this movement, and it was a very contentious modern movement because these Italian modernists, eventually they aligned with the fascists. So that wasn't so good. okay. But the other thing about this movement not to like is they were very anti-feminism. So they really were against women and against, and they really felt you should put women down. And if that's not bad enough, Leon, they were against pasta, they wanted to eliminate pasta. <laughs> wow, that's yes, a strong stand. <laughs> it, it was a strong stand. So, but this is really this is five years in planning for this exhibit. It's 360 works: paintings, sculptures, and these Italian modernists were busy. They, you know, they did some film, they did sculpture, they did painting, they um, they wrote poetry, they wrote books and manifestos. So it's just. It's an amazing thing to see. It's, you know, it's it's the first of its kind, this kind of, the scope of it. So if you are in New York in the next six months, the show is going to be running. I recommend it.
2: Okay. All right. My dog is very loudly itching her ear. Mia, stop. <laughs> okay. That works well. Did that work? Did she yeah. stop? People were asking how her ear was. Her I ears, know. it's uh-huh. better. It's fine. And then last week, the temperatures went up. And what's she doing? She's swimming in the pool. So that's oh. not going to be good for her ear. So... Okay. Oh. Anyway, sorry. That sounds good, Julie. So, that okay, I may call so that you on was that. my
1: trip, but you had mentioned that In addition to being on the L.A. um, uh, Book Festival panel, you were also in Tucson, Arizona. Scottsdale.
2: I was in Scottsdale Scottsdale. (laughs) for, it was less than 24 hours. My husband had a work conference there. There was a dinner Friday night. Uh, Spouses were invited to, well, spouses were invited to the whole conference, but he was going to be working so hard. He said, don't come. And when he tells me not to come, I don't come because that means it's not going to be any fun. But um, so he, but I just flew in. It's a quick flight from los angeles i flew in for the dinner friday night and then flew back home saturday morning with him but here's what happened to him julie gets on the flight thursday Uh, you know he's got two giant presentations to do he's been working really hard he's in a he's in his brooks Brothers suit gets to the hotel five-star hotel uh goes to see if his room is ready it's not ready so the, the the bellman just says oh leave your bag here and it's kind of a bad corral but they didn't give him a ticket or anything, which is very, uh-huh. very unusual. He comes back at the end of the day, Julie, his bag is gone. <gasps> someone has stolen all his clothes.
1: Oh, no, Liam. And,
2: you know, it just throws you. And the oh, hotel yeah. was, like, shocked. They looked at the security camera. Oh, yeah, there's the bag. Oh, now it's gone. They, they didn't have a shot of who took it. But, oh, you no. know, they, they presumably, like, someone grabbed it, took it to their room, and figured it out. But, no. Bag still missing the next morning. Ooh. Ooh. So I all I can tell you is thank God I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that would have been bad. Oh, I say, did you rush to his rescue? Did you? Have oh, to no, him I mean,
1: suit or more? But he was in a suit. Right? He was he in abide? a suit,
2: but now he's in Scottsdale. He's oh. has to go to like the Western Night Dinner. Oh, and you know God. every it said wear western wear and he shows up like in a Brooks Brothers suit. You know what I mean they oh. And you know my husband is a runner that running is a great stress relief no running shoes no this oh. and he doesn't really have time like he's going from meeting to meeting to dinner like and you're in a resort. There's no shopping mall or anything. You're sort of in the high desert. By the next morning, they had not found the bag. So it had not just been mistakenly delivered to someone's room. Oh. It, it, they assumed someone just flat out stole the bag. So by the, so I was able to bring over some clothes, some running shoes. But then they, the people at the hotel picked them up. And they took him when I arrived Friday, I, I knew the situation, but then I saw a big bag from like the Camelback golf shop. Oh, and, gosh. Yes. and I was like, he is the last man in the world that like wears logo <laughs> golf shirts. <laughs> I just started howling, thinking of him dressing in like somebody else's golf clothes at a oh. work meeting. Oh God. <laughs> So, um. It's so nice you're a supportive wife. I know. Yeah,
1: that's right in your in your husband's like moment of need. Just just imagine you, Leon, making a big book presentation, I, and you don't have like your go to shoes, your outfit, your jewelry, whatever you know. And uh, and imagine so, it.
2: No, imagine that you have to then go do your shopping at a resort. You know how goofy the clothes are. I know. As Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash sisters and use code SISTERS to choose your free-for-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Liz and Lee here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day... thanks Osea you'd end up you'd end up in like a golf skirt right I know. or one of those like you know western wear like zoptic flowing skirts or something I oh, mean I oh, I no, was no, really sticks. laughing yes, thinking like yeah. if you had to dress at a resort like for a business meeting so uh he was happy to see me um he did however get a really smoking pair of like kind of groovy euro uh sneakers so I was happy to see that he went for it you know and then he bought me uh, a baseball cap from the resort he goes they were paying got you a baseball cap i was like thanks (laughs) honey (laughs) but unbelievably they just emailed him today we found your bag so So, they didn't say where or how but once you start to add up like what's really in your luggage i mean they said we will pay for what's in your luggage you know, you're like running shoes. He had like a pair of mandals in there. Nice ones. Close Mm -hmm. toe, uh, you know, some belts, a good shirt and tie, you you know, all of a sudden I was like, well, that was an expensive little loss for them. So anyway, that was fun. But I thought you'd appreciate that as a, as a traveler. Have you ever been in a, where a hotel has lost your back?
1: No. Right. But it's, that's that's it's a cautionary tale. It is. It is, you know, You know, you always wonder when they take it into the other
2: room or say, just leave it there. I'm never going to do that. Right. And you know, it was funny. He said, my husband said, I was tempted to just, of course, rip into somebody, right? That's what you want to do. And then he said, and then I remembered that my son works at a high end hotel, which is true. Our son is a valet. And he said, and I decided it's like, you know, it's really like yelling at the wrong person, i.e. some 18 year old kid. Because Brooks says he gets yelled at all the time just, yeah, just rip into him about something's off at the hotel or they, you know, there's a lot of false accusations of, oh, someone stole a package out of my car. Oh, Oh. sorry. Oh, it's in the trunk. You know, and then they, you know, it just, or you dent with valet, a lot of denting and they mark the cars and they have cameras everywhere. They know when the person's lying, but you know. (laughs) So, yeah. So Brooks has told us people just yell at him all the time. Like they feel free to just scream at the valets all the time. So, okay. so Berk did manage, he didn't yell at the, at the hotel worker. He just left a very long, explicit message on my voicemail.
1: <laughs> yes. That's what you have. Why is you. getting that's his rage out? Houses are for, <laughs> that's exactly it. So. All right. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad he will be reunited with his clothes and I hope at some upcoming family event, perhaps the wedding or this summer that your, your husband will bring this golf. Yeah. His because,
2: logo golf outfit. You bet. Yeah, because That
1: will be great fun for all of us. <laughs>
2: all right. We have one trend, one tip, and okay, then we're going to get tips. to sister Selfridge.
1: Yes. Okay. Well, Leanne, I saw this and I just, speaking of lost of items, there was a big thing about how you can train your mind to find things that you have misplaced. Cell phone, keys, sunglasses, reading glasses, you name it. Do you know that the average person has misplaced 9 items a day? And really? that we waste we waste on average about 15 minutes a day searching for things. Oh, that I believe. Oh. Oh, I'm up to at least 45 minutes looking for reading glasses <laughs> alone. Okay. And why is this, Leanne? Why are we doing this? Because of multitasking and stress. And there's a breakdown, Leanne, apparently between between the interface of attention and memory. There's a total breakdown. Okay. So this happens to all of us. It is, it is not a sign of getting old. It is not a sign of... of of Alzheimer's it happens okay so what you can here's the good news you can train yourself Leanne so first of all the first thing when you've lost an item this might not have happened in your husband's case but don't look for it yet really what you have to do is stop wait and determine where to look you have to make a plan you just can't go running around the room screaming which is what I usually do yeah
2: (laughs) okay and then I scream to attract everybody else I need the car keys get up help me find the car keys yeah okay no that does not work okay
1: First place you're supposed to go is where were they supposed to be? Because that is oh. that is a very high probability that's where they are. And even if you didn't leave them there, somebody might have returned your car keys to the spot where you keep car keys in your house. Okay. Uh-huh. Then, Leon, this is it. There is something called domestic drift that if you cannot find it in the spot that you think, in most cases your lost item is no more than eighteen feet from that
2: position. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well, that, yeah, I mean that make that makes sense. Like, oh, I didn't put the keys in the key drawer. I put them on the kitchen counter. Yes. So yes. Yeah, it's, it's, okay. it's right, sort of there. Right. Oh, my okay. pocketbook is in the living room. Well, everything's really eight. Everything I use is eighteen feet from each other. So pretty, much, <laughs> right? <laughs> when you think about it. Okay, it's in the it's kitchen somewhere. Uh, okay, keep going. The other thing is the camo effect.
1: That it's if you're if you keep your car keys in the kitchen, they're probably in the kitchen underneath things. So you need to really but when you start to look for them, Leon, no rummaging rummaging, okay? You can't just start wildly digging in drawers for things. Things do not surface that way. Objects you know have to have their own life and they will they will float up. Okay. This is you have Okay, I, I made that up, Liam. That's not true. <laughs> but anyway, and if all of that fails, I always say a prayer to Saint Anthony. Okay, I, but you, I think that that somehow just they they do recommend just chanting for the item that you're looking for. iPhone, iPhone, iPhone. <laughs> mainly because it calms you down, Liam.
2: Oh, that makes sense. That's probably okay. the say, Yeah, the, the prayer, same thing. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. So I so those whatever, are good tips, Julie. Those
1: are good tips. Okay. One trend for you. Uh, again, back in New York, talking to my son and daughter in law and they were telling me about one of their one of their acquaintances and her occupation, Leanne. are you ready for this? She is a salad blogger that's her job oh she's oh salad blogger, okay, and she has a very cute website that i uh, took a peek at and I want to recommend it's called Salad for President, okay it's about a salad lifestyle leanne, <laughs> and I think i would I would enjoy that because i I salad is my favorite food, and I I think I'm I'm going to. It's got beautiful photographs, great recipes for. Of course, or kale salad on there. Okay, but but nonetheless, it is um, saladforpresident dot com.
2: Okay, but okay. make sure you post a link on the Facebook group, but I'll also put it on the show notes at satellitesisters.com. dot com. I get it now. At first, I didn't understand salad for president like who's president, but then I get it. Oh, salad for president. Okay. I get it now. I'm excited yeah. to take a look. Okay. There you go. That's that my, is cutting edge.
1: That's cutting that's, edge. Okay. That's my trend, Leanne. I'm just, uh, I'm out there for you. So those that's my report.
2: Excellent. Okay. We are headed into Sister Selfridge. That's our weekly recap of Mr. Selfridge. Um, if, if that's not your thing, thanks for joining us. <laughs> 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 if it is your thing, stay tuned. You know, you could always find us at SatelliteSisters.com or you can find us at our Facebook group page. Uh, we love hearing from you. You can just join. Liz is the entire approval process. So if she doesn't let you in, that's her fault. Please don't email us personally. Uh, but we love staying in touch with the Satellite Sisterhood. All right. This week, Sister Selfridge, our weekly recap of the Mr. Selfridge show. Uh, last week on the verge of war, this week, the sign-up shark start there uh julie what do you think of this week's episode
1: uh Lynn, it's boring okay i i really was underwhelmed this week uh there were you know i, I will just go with the best moment of the whole show i thought was with agnes and victor right at the end yeah. agnes is the emotional heart of the show she is the only one i don't know what, it's the writing i don't know what it is but I, I like those last scenes when she was talking with her brother, and then when she's talking with Victor. Those were so tender and wonderful. I love that. But some of the uh, the rest of it,
2: Leanne, what did you think? You know, I have to say, I don't want to disappoint all the Selfridge fans out there because uh, I'm trying. We are trying to like the show. We're getting on board. We had fun with Downton Abbey. I don't want to keep comparing it to that show because they are different. But I do find the writing. Just a little lacking in a couple of play, you know, in in, particularly in this week's episode. I feel like most of those scenes we had seen before in other shows about world war one and you know this area i just felt like some of it was slightly hokey i and i don't know if it's jeremy piven that i'm still getting used to him in the title role but i think this week it came down to the writing like every once in a while scenes pop but overall you feel like you're just kind of grinding through some of the scenes so for me julie i would say the same thing i had a list of like Things that were good this week and the, the last couple of scenes with Agnes, the scene with Agnes and her brother was super duper touching. I just wish there were more, you know, interesting moments like that. But I felt like things get really telegraphed there, like the big march with the World War One soldiers that was supposed to be, you know, kind of the heart of the show, hip hip hooray. Like yeah. I knew exactly where that was going when, you know, when Mr. Selfridge cooked it up or the woman sitting alone, she's inherited the big house from her brother and she's alone right. eating oatmeal. Oh, she's going to take in war wounded, you know? I mean, that was like, oh, oh, guess what she did? So that's great. And that'll be lively. But so, but Agnes was good. I thought there was some sexy chocolate scenes. Uh, uh, yes, I, Mr. Chocolate was excellent. Yes. I, I really thought he
1: was good. And that I hope that they can take that somewhere. Uh, but in general, more drama, please. Yeah. you got to crank this show yeah. up because, I mean, it's a soap opera. That's why we're watching it. Right. Just sort of floating around. I want more passion between Victor and Agnes. Kitty, you have to dump that
2: reporter. I know. He's tedious. He's t- like, and I am I know he has a long history. But, yeah, he's kind of icky, Yeah. I I just, okay. More story about stories about those
1: cosmetic girls. They're (laughs) adorable. Okay. When they were eating the chocolate, more we want their backstory we want some love there okay gordon how about a young love for gordon you know he's going off to war right you know he's going to enlist even though he's too young how about a a young love, or how about some forbidden love leanne how about delphine and may
2: i think those two they could get there could there could be some uh, fireworks there that was a highlight for me i thought that the writing like those scenes popped like the frenemy scenes That's good. And May really underplays it. They're both very, very good actresses. I thought their scenes really popped. Excellent scenes, but too too few and far between. Okay. And can we talk about Henri Leclerc? Yes. Okay. Okay, Well,
1: you know, he's going to start embezzling, right? Again, because now he's got some money problem. Okay.
2: That. Yeah. A lot of telegraphing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We don't, we don't, we don't need that. And Mr. Selfridge. Okay. I know he's supposed to be like a marketing merchandising genius, Mm -hmm. But he says, like, the stupidest things. Or was he the first one to say, men need leaders. One battle does not make a war. Hope for the best and prepare for the worst. Those were actual lines from this this episode. How about hip, hip, hooray?
2: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) What? I mean, I'm sure that was au courant. I'm sure it was of the moment. But I was like, hip, hip, hooray? So.
1: Even Lord Loxley, okay, okay, so now you see it's a whole kickback plan right. that's going on for the right. boots, okay, blah, blah, blah. The only one that I was interested in that area is that maid with a crazy eye, this <laughs> <Miss> Pimble. okay, <laughs> yes. she's good. That's a good small character, but they just got to take, they really got to crank this up, leigh for, right. I, I mean, for us to stick with this, and we'll just be crappy
2: about it every week, you know. You know what? I thought um, I was surprised. I've never heard the word Belgian or Belgians so many times in a single hour of TV. <laughs> so I thought, wow, they really had their moment. Belgian chocolate and the Belgians. Fine, that's great for them. But Julie, I think the scene that summed it all up for me was yep. the kiss between Mr. and Mrs. Selfridge. How oh. lame was that? Lamo, Liam, lame-o. I
1: mean. I know. I mean, we, we, the, with the beard, I, I don't know. It just didn't It didn't work. There was, you know, it didn't go anywhere. I, I just, they're just floating around. That's, uh, so they really got to create some more drama with this show. I know. know.
2: I mean, remember when Mary and her man in that fantastic suit had that big kiss outside of Downton and how great that was. And Lee and I still dream about that. <laughs> no, on. no one's dreaming about this kiss. So I'm hoping when the war gets going things they may be able to find some unusual stories but i feel like this is just the story we've heard about the world's war one uh all the time so i i don't know well we're gonna keep with it we're gonna stick with it but like for me i, I know other people are watching call the midwives that's the yes. great show about the nursing we're working like fantastic like that drama like you've never seen those stories before you've never seen that that's a fresh version. I don't know about this. So we're going to stick with it. Right, Joel? We're going you know, to we ride out the season. We
1: are going to ride out the uh, season. But, you know, we're just we're not fools, Leanne. If it's not good, we're going to call it. We're right.
2: Gonna see that. that's, that's for certain. Hip, hooray.
1: Hip, hip, hooray.
2: All right. Uh, anything
1: else? i think that's it okay that is that is our full report uh from sister selfridge now i
2: i expect we'll get some rebuttals so uh just as we had the opportunity to rebut um to rebut um sheila and liz uh we'll we'll put an opportunity on the facebook page the group page for people to to rebut sister selfridge this week and we're fine with that just Mm -hmm. keep it clean ladies keep it clean All right. Uh, We are the Satellite Sisters. We have a lot of podcasts that have gone up recently. If you haven't had a chance to listen to the Spring Cleaning Series, many of you have. Many of you have, but I had two fun conversations, one with the healer who wants you to clean the negative energy out of your house. I loved, loved, loved talking to her. And uh, one with my friend Aileen about spring cleaning your diet. I was super happy to see that a lot of you have gone directly to Aileen's Facebook page to ask her questions about all kinds of things that's great she has a great website a great resource uh lots of good things on her blog about clean eating and the opportunity to win a do-it-yourself detox kit going on until the 18th so you can find more information at satellitesisters.com about that um but thanks to the sisterhood we always appreciate your support of us and don't forget call your satellite sister